0: Welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast with me, Ryan Hartley, your host, and welcome to episode 65 of the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions where I interview inspiring and successful people about their habits and their mindset. Uh, Today, I've got a very, very, very inspiring guest in Rihanna Watson. And I just love seeing people on social media who are putting their true selves out there, being both vulnerable, courageous, and inspiring. Um, And Rihanna absolutely ticks all three of those boxes. When I saw that she'd released her first book, I I went out and got it straight away. And actually, having a look through it, I just knew she, she 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 was definitely someone that I wanted to bring on the podcast. So I've been really excited to get her on. Her book is called Brave, Beautiful and bearing it all opening our hearts to happiness no matter what life throws at us i will share the link in the comments um it is a very very inspiring book a very inspiring message that, that rihanna shares and i hope that there is something within this podcast interview that relates and resonates and connects with you um so that you can go and you know hopefully use some insights and some techniques in your own life to help you be better than you were yesterday so thanks for taking the time out of the day Um, we'll dive into the interview very shortly head over to YouTube if you want to see the video of this podcast uh, subscribe and actually just engage with the content let me know what resonates with you whether you want to share that on on social media with a hashtag ABTY um, or share it with the one person in your network that you think would really resonate with with the message that we share about being always better than yesterday but that's enough from me let's dive into an amazing conversation with Rihanna Watson Yo, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions. I have a very inspiring guest with me today, Rihanna Watson. Rihanna is um, very, very prominent on Instagram with um, Open Hearts Can Unite, and I proudly have her book here with me, Brave, Beautiful, um, and Bearing It All, Opening Our Hearts to Happiness No Matter What Life Throws at Us. Welcome, Rihanna. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me
0: you are most welcome. Um, so there is no way I can put into words your story. Only you can tell that, um, the way that it uh, is going to be best delivered. So please do give yourself an introduction. Tell us a little bit about who you are and, uh, and a bit about your story.
1: Um, I'm just, just an ordinary girl. I, I guess you could say just like everyone else, uh, walking side by side, um, and growing. I think, it just uh for me i became part of the online world through journaling actually online and sharing my fitness journey to regain my fitness after pregnancy but then in turn that fell into um, having to deal with the internal turmoil of um, postnatal prenatal depression losing a child and other traumatic events that um take time to heal and uh, mm-hmm. through yoga And just through life and realizing you have to delve into the darkness to bring, you know, the stars and the moon and all of that, to see that kind of stuff, the light in the midst of the darkness, I, um, started to, I guess, um, share more of myself along that journey and, um, along with fitness. And so got a little bit more real and authentic. And yeah, Mm -hmm. we've got a lovely community of people, um, that are all opening their hearts and we're all working together towards finding new light and compassion as we journey.
0: I love that. And, um, I'm all for community and just love to know what this sense of open hearts united, what does that really mean? What, what is that that you're creating?
1: Um, So for me, open hearts can unite um, more than open minds uh, because Mm. open hearts don't have a label or require a label. They are a place of compassion and respect. So often people misunderstand respect. So you have love and you have fear, these two spectrums, and every negative emotion comes under fear and usually every positive emotion comes under the bracket of love. However, that being said, for me, what I found is that Along the journey, we won't fit people's boxes, but we could still resignate. And when you want to perhaps leave that to the side, um, because it might be something that you utilize or it's something that's triggering or a feeling of something's in there, but you don't quite understand it, that's where compassion and respect and kindness come in. Um, to be able to journey together so we don't have to say we understand each other but if we hold a compassion and respect and kindness we can do that medium between love and fear and work a little bit more united to um, leave the bullying and harassment or the misunderstandings aside and just understand we're all humans not in a box but um, taking a human experience.
0: I love that. Do you think that first sometimes we have to show that um, emotion and the experience and self-acceptance and kindness to ourselves before we can show it to others?
1: I think um, for me personally, I've always been someone that has been kind and, and, and compassionate. My mom was this way, but what I found with my mom and she's uh, got multiple sclerosis as she struggled with this um, illness, uh, her resentments and um mm-hmm. The the fear that she's had inside for the people that have treated her bad has come out in a in a manner which which only certain people are blessed to see when you're close to someone the breaking points and um, yeah. I realised that kindness is fine to show on the outside but um, at the end of the day you're absolutely right it, it has to start from your journey and then placing it honestly into the other journey, because otherwise you kind of get this doormat syndrome where you're, you end up accruing resentment and frustration. Mm. Why aren't people giving it back? Why, you know, like for like, tit for tat. And, and, and so that's not the way the world works (laughs) and neither does the seasons of life. It doesn't mean a good winter and a good summer. It's a, Mm. you know, an ever evolving situation of who knows what. So when you work on acceptance and kindness here in your heart, if so be it that someone doesn 't return it it 's not such a huge deal as it will usually be
0: yeah, I know in your book you talk about um, authenticity and and the courage and um, I know that you know starting your your page and sharing your journey was a lot uh, about healing for yourself and yes. at what point did you how did you develop the courage and, and, and to do that to start
1: i honestly i um I don't think I really got courage or balls, as we say in Australia. Um, I, I, I think, um, I just, I got sick of, um, the fear and the disability of it within my life. And I realized because even when I post today, um, I still have, um, a sense of anxiety attached Mm -hmm. to it because there's a million different responses and, any day you could be triggered so it's it's definitely um an adventure but i think what i realized was the pain of remaining the same and continually complaining was just as painful as growth so a lot of us think that they're ones less painful or something but they're both extremely painful to grow and um shed your um you know, skin or like a bald eagle or an eagle in Tasmania, they have to um, take all their claws off and they have to wait three to six months for them to grow and so on. And that's an ever going process. It's the same for us. And I think at the end of the day, the, the difference that I found was that I planted a seed of hope and never in my life did I plant a seed of hope when I was living in fear and anxiety and expectations of others. I was just continually planting seeds of darkness that never blossomed to be enough
0: mm, that's really powerful that's really powerful and um you talk about something called a naked truth statement what's that all about
1: one of the things that i um when i was writing the book actually it coincided at the time was i actually did a um, statement of this is who i am and this is some of the stuff that i've experienced and it became my naked truth statement so that mm a lot of the times the traumas control us and um, create long-term difficult behaviors. It could be an addiction. It could be aggressive behavior. It could be fear to love again. And so yeah. I realized that healing required me not to accept what had happened, but to honor what had happened because I'm mm-hmm. still here today. Um, and when I honored that approach and breathe through it, it was a far less controlling um, for me to go to find where I needed to go to wherever that might be. But mm. when I when I kept sitting there and saying these things that nobody knew, they kept having these stories and assumptions and I kept having these stories and assumptions like in my mind too because yeah. you could feel the energy transfer wasn't authentic. So that almost became a catalyst to, to bring the ability for people to see me authentically rather than create a story which created again a negative input into the world
0: Mm -hmm. at what point did you um transition from it being about helping you to about being helping others
1: honestly i think it all started with actually helping others um originally when i when i had my daughter i was like i want to regain my fitness and i started originally on facebook just showing some workouts um to help other people because i didn't have and i still don't have money for a gym and these types of processes or time because of raising a child and working so i thought okay well there was that kindness giving back and all of that type of thing that i've always had that for and i realized okay at this moment my profession is not financially viable as in it's not mm. the pay packet viable but it's still a gift that i can utilize and i can give and pay it for which i mm. feel like that's the footprints in the sand that we all need to do so it's always been that it's been a twofold process but at first it was actually giving and then it became healing and giving um and now it's just uh an ability that the, the name is actually not a representation of me because I wouldn't be no one without the numbers. So the numbers are actually a representation of a community growing where we are all walking side by side under a banner of a, a person that just started it. But um, I wouldn't be anything without any anybody that existed under it. So therefore, we're all um, part of this community. And, and uh, I'm just a reflection of the community.
0: You are very humble. And, um, I I think to be, to be fair back to you, you are a a leader, a light and someone that's actually by demonstrating your own vulnerabilities are encouraging others to show up and do the same. And, um, I I don't think you should underestimate the impact that you're having on, on many, many people. And I just think you, you dedicate the book to your daughter and, and it says that she is your reason why. Tell me a little bit about why she's your reason.
1: Well, uh, before I had my daughter, I lost a child um, on New year's day two thousand and twelve which was mm. um, debilitating, which was kind of the beginning of a lot of depressive moments heavily and um the the doctors weren 't very compassionate and um mm. they just said that you wouldn 't be able to have children and wow. I was um just like uh, you know like thanks just lost a child Can't, and then that was it you know so matter yeah. of fact, and it was very it really knocked me for a six. That just uh, didn't handle things very well, honestly. And um, that, but my body, my body was like, yeah, you want a child. And I had never had that experience before. Um, and then, you know, suddenly here was this little girl that was starting to be molded in my body again, against all odds, that miracle that everyone says we are, but even, more of an example because it was notified that it was a miracle first rather than we just assume we can have children you know and from that moment on it was always like when I'm about to break there's someone sitting there that was never supposed to exist by science point of view so therefore statistics and science are great but just sometimes if we have lack or enough faith, there is, and we look and open our eyes. There's, there's miracles existing everywhere, and so it's always been the shooting star in the darkness, you know, the one that yeah. you just oddly catch. Yeah,
0: yeah. She's, she's a beautiful soul. I've, I've been a very grateful recipient yeah. of a couple of her messages in my <laughs> inbox, of saying you're, yeah. you're awesome, and um, they definitely <laughs> bring, a, bring a smile to my day. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> thank you. How, how was the physical element, um, of your training helped?
1: I I think it's strange and odd. Um, so I was always a physical person, a bit of a tomboy, you know, Australian football Mm -hmm. umpire, one of the first in the boundary and water polo and, um, running and swimming at national and international levels. So Mm -hmm. I always had this physical drive and that, that actually stemmed from wanting to be in, my father's company and the only way to be in his, my father's company was get up at 6am and go yeah. cycle 70 kilometers and play tennis and so on. So, mm-hmm. and then I, I think I stemmed into just, you know, you kind of a tomboy wanting to impress the guys, keep up with the guys, you know, and then, and then it was always a part of me. But once I started the yoga journey, it was like, okay, I just want to learn and get flexible. Mm-hmm. But then when I, I finally really shattered, which was my attempt on my life. It became again about this process. I started handstands. It was about this process of, yes, you can one step at a time, not a quick fix, not a 30 day program, but here I am after a child, everyone says your body's never going to be the same. You're never going to be at the age of 30 able to do handstands. You know, a lot of messages were going through at that time. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do it because this is going to keep me alive. That one, you know, and so it became this actual process of um, almost keeping me alive as well as my daughter. And then it became a process of, and this is the interesting part um, which a lot of people don't understand reconnecting to my senses, which mm-hmm. I refer to as sensuality. So when I was black and um like, if you put music on, I wouldn't be grooving, you know, my heart wouldn't um, get excited. If you saw someone, you know, that kind of, you know, you resonated with, or you're excited about events. um, My taste buds, food was all the same. And, and suddenly through movement, I was like, ah, okay, this muscle's moving. Wow, that's incredible. Like, and now what can it do? What can I feel? How can I um, create this movement? And um, how is my body feeling? What is my breath in this moment? And I now know why I connected so well to running because running is one of the first sensual moments that most people experience in sport when the wind's running through your hair and you know you're listening to your breath and you've got to listen to your breath to know if you're going too fast or too slow and the pounding of the concrete and your heart so then I finally realized um that it was about coming out of depression was for me was about refilling life again and getting you know excited and enthusiastic and um blown away by its magic that exists in, in, in every, every context of it.
0: You alluded to a very dark time in your life. And I just, um, I just love to know what helped you come back from that.
1: Well, that was, um, I'm a super stubborn person. I think that helps a Mm. lot. Um, and the care that for others, once I heard they cared, about, because I, I, I was actually in Saudi Arabia at the time um, with my family. And because mm. I was so isolated, I wasn't connected. Yeah. And I remember ringing my brother with a knife in my hand and staring at my daughter. She was sitting on the floor. She was about two. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take my life. i just tried to take my life. And it's not working, you know, kind of thing. And he's, and he's he shocked. And he's like, you've you got to be kidding me, you know, because no one expects that from from me because i'd always kind of tried to maintain composure and
0: Mm. he said
1: where's your daughter where's your daughter where's Lainey?" and he said look at her just keep looking at her and then he just my and then on top of that my brother just loved me he uh Mm. he never made fun of me he never made me feel bad about it and he was always just there you know when i said i'm having a midlife crisis at 25 is like, well, therefore you don't have to have a midlife crisis. And it was just that unique connection that you were able to finally breathe in someone's company again was the beginning. And because also Lainey's a child in the moments when I didn't have someone like my brother, they always let you be yourself. Like she's, I've got a drawing on my wall and it says, mommy be happy. And she says, every time you're feeling sad, you just have to look at that, you know? So she's so intuitive that she allows me to breathe sometimes when you need to be a little less, if that makes sense. And, yeah. and that was what picked me up rather than realizing I had to be stock standard, happy or stock standard, beautiful or stock standard, mm-hmm. anything depressed even. Cause you feel like the notion when you're depressed, you should be always melancholy. I could just be, whatever this emotional turmoil is that a human Mm. is experiencing. And that, that was really a breath in life. Finally knowing that I didn't have to walk along a straight line and pretend like everything was okay.
0: Yeah. I think, um, I think to be human is to have those ups and downs, because if you think about the heart monitor, it's only ever flat. It's only ever flat when we're dead.
1: Exactly. And that's scary, isn't it?
0: Mm. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it really is. So for anyone that's, um, I mean, you have a huge following anyway, but, um, for anyone that's coming across you for the first time, um, and they're curious about you and this book, why, who's it for? Who's the book for?
1: The books for everyone, for anyone who can pick up at any moment and wants to take a breath. It's it's not a self-help book and it's not a biography, which makes it hard because it doesn't really fit into either category because it has some things about my life and then some things that potentially could be self-help. It's basically a, an opportunity for you as a human to take a breath and realize, you know, there's someone else in the world, which is me, sitting there that has no idea what she's doing and she's been through enough too, and she loves you and she knows you can do it. Um, and no matter how weird and funky your life feels don't worry Mm. there's someone else with a weird and funky life too so let's get that out of the way drop those things and let's just start working on finding what you love again whatever that may be
0: love that what do you love
1: i love um I rediscovered my love for skimmed chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Found that in Australia from my old school, <laughs> like my old ice cream store. Um, but I, I love, uh, I love dance. Um, not that I'm trained. I just love it. So the feel, music, I love yoga and um, I love photography. Mm. I, I love having conversations like this where you're real and um, you feel like you can have a laugh and a cry at the same time. Mm. And I, I love more than ever when I'm on social media and someone reaches out and either it might be, you know, an authentic conversation, a thank you. Uh, it just, um, it makes me feel like I'm on the right path to doing the best thing I can for my daughter, which is leave mm. footprints in the sand for mm. a better better tomorrow, not, not a crew, anything. But when I'm gone, the message is a little bit more loving Mm. than what we experience as humans right now.
0: Yeah. I love that. And, um, yeah, I just admire all the content that you, that you put out into the world. And, um, unfortunately not everybody is the same. And how how do you deal with those negative comments? How uh, have you, have you got used to it over the time? or does it still affect you? Like talk to me about that
1: honestly it's it's heartbreaking sometimes particularly that there's some yoga community people that with over a million followers that have been really cruel um and yoga was a place that i came to 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 be human and um there's still this stereotyping which is really sad because when you look at yoga we as women should not be allowed to do it traditionally because it was always a man's game you know same as running and 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 the world has evolved so um that has been really hard i've I've definitely had some times where i (laughs) thought i should just stop um and then i had some times where i've met some truly challenging people and i've always been the one to say hey you know i'm human and then i've had some wonderful messages back saying oh god i'm sorry i um i didn't realize um i didn't think or Now I've gotten to know you, I see that you're not, you know, one of these people that's just putting a pretty photo up. You're actually being human. So, um, I don't think you ever get used to hate. Um, I think what you get used to is the ability to be triggered and not project it back or at least to hold space for it. So you don't break yourself.
0: You call Um, them the sacred clowns. What does that mean? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think uh, in in um i think it was the american indian culture i was reading the sacred clowns or they have a festival actually i think it's three days long and these people are picked to to kind of trigger you so they know your your breaking points and you're meant to last the three days And um, they also have times where they sit around the table and talk about sacred clowns, what they learn. And I call them sacred clowns because what I've realized is like a lot of the points of triggering and hating has just made me realize that my message is more important or love is more important or that um, giving compassion and space to see the world is different in every place. And I can't expect us all to resignate but I can choose where I focus just like with my depression. And I think that's a powerful point is, you know, we don't need to hate on social media. In fact, we could unfollow or not comment, but we're all not choosing wisely our avenues. So at least I can choose wisely. And that's been a really pivotal point in learning, you know, how do I respond is the key, not what they say
0: or do. Yeah, that's powerful. What does, um, What's been some of the key lessons that this journey of uh, open hearts can unite really taught you?
1: I think, um, be scared and do it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, um, know that we're all human and the more real you get, the more people understand you. Um, Mm. and the more real you get, the more you can breathe. Um, I think that's really been a pivotal point. I think, um, Realising that no one's doing it alone, <laughs> you know, that um everyone's journey has had some and is having some darkness, like um I think I recently posted that several pictures when my book came out and I said, you know, this is one of these pictures has rape, one of these pictures has attempted suicide, one of these pictures has a baby loss. You mm. cannot see it. So it makes me realise more and more how I'm not able to see the world i can only see my stories so instead of creating stories let me just observe
0: Mm. yeah i admire your courage i really admire your courage (laughs) what else haven't i asked you
1: um my favorite drink is hot chocolate that's about it
0: (laughs) with cream or without
1: without without i like it um... marshmallows
0: or no marshmallows
1: Oh, I used to love marshmallows, but now I pass them on to my daughter. So they're yeah.
0: <laughs> they're gone before you get yeah, a chance to gone. uh amazing. I love
1: that.
0: <laughs> how um how can people connect with you? How can people join in um and follow your journey and become part of your community?
1: You know, honestly, be yourself and if you um wanna become a part of it, just you know, you tag or you know, just more than anything it's not even becoming a part of it just shine your light in love and and hope and courage um Mm. and we will all meet somewhere um you know along the way that's how how it's meant to be life will connect us if we're meant to connect um and always if you if you're a more specific person which i'm not then you're welcome to always write and i always do my best to say hi because the most valuable gift in the world is someone's time. And um, if I, if I can have the time to return it, I definitely will because it's not unnoticed. One step of love makes a huge difference in a day, like one smile or one hug.
0: Yeah. I love that. My ethos is about helping people be always better than yesterday. And I just curious to know, what does that phrase mean to you?
1: Well, better than yesterday is a fantastic phrase. I used to say, um, write The future um and i think better than yesterday to me means a little bit more loving and a little bit more compassionate it's um mm. it's um the ability to step forward with hope and faith and always step away from the fear and um, hatred you know so fear being that you're too scared to do something or you're fearful of something because you don't understand it and hate being that extra step where you might project anger or um a negative comment or something so stepping forward into a space of you know faith and and love and compassion is doesn't mean you have to say anything it just means maybe you hold your tongue one once more than usual um that's better than yesterday because it's a whole lot more kinder than a word that you can never
0: take back amazing amazing i love that and um Just do me the honor and the privilege of leaving us a final thought from your good self.
1: Oh, final thoughts. (laughs) Um, I believe um, that that inside us is the answers to everything and dreams come true, but they aren't in the way we dictate them or we Mm. expect them. So we must keep our eyes open for the magic that is not expected or not dreamed of because life has a plan and a destiny above. And we sometimes let those magic moments slip through the cracks looking for the pieces that we wanted. But I found more than ever, I have done everything I've wanted to in life, just not in the way I had planned. And and even more has been blessed, like this um, book, um, and from a girl who couldn't even read a, a grade four um, to a girl writing a book, um, I know that miracles and dreams happen every day. But just don't expect it and don't define it. Just keep that faith and hope within and keep your eyes open to the magic and gratitude rather than the problems and shame.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend it with me, with us, with the the Always Better Than Yesterday community. Thank you so much for your time. Um, And uh, yeah, we look forward to connecting with you again very soon.
1: Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Wow. What a conversation. Go and connect with Rihanna, go and follow her content and go and check out her book, Brave, Beautiful and Bearing It All: opening our hearts to happiness, no matter what life throws at us. As I said, I'll put the I'll put the link in the in the commentary of this podcast. I'd love to know what's really resonated and stood out with you. Um, Such courage in showing up and putting your true self out into the world is truly vulnerable because you can't control how people will respond and react uh, all you can control is, is how you show up. And, and I think Rihanna is a great example of that. Um, and yeah, just let me know what resonates with you. Share it on social media. Share it with me on uh, on email, ryanbhartley at gmail.com. Um, and share it with that one person that you know in your network would benefit from hearing what Rihanna has to say. Uh, until next time, uh, look after yourselves and uh, I'll speak to you so much love.